Tonight, we've got two stories from Curiosity.com and the answer to a question from a curious listener like you to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about what we lost in the blaze that destroyed the National Museum of Brazil and some of the weirdest laws in U.S. states. We'll also dive into the belief that it's dangerous to go swimming right after you eat. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Over the weekend, a massive fire destroyed the 200-year-old National Museum of Brazil. This is a huge loss for humanity, even if you don't live anywhere near Brazil. Today, we want to explain what was lost and what managed to survive. And the cleanup is still going, and it's going to be an ongoing thing for a while. Sure, yeah, and some of these things are just what we expect to find once we're all done. Yeah, yeah. So some bad news, but hopefully a little good news at the end. Yeah, not everything was lost, so that's the spoiler. Yes. (laughs) The National Museum of Brazil held more than 20 million artifacts. And according to the most recent estimates, as much as 90% of the entire collection is likely destroyed beyond salvation. Researchers and museum curators are still sorting through the wreckage, and they've identified some iconic artifacts that will never be seen whole again. So first, the bad news. We already know that Pompeii frescoes were destroyed. They were two relief sculptures that somewhat ironically made it through the eruption of Mount Vesuvius. Some other things that may not have made it include Luzia, arguably the oldest human skull ever discovered in the Americas. There's still some hope it might have been protected by its metal display case, and firefighters may have discovered it on Tuesday. But the skull's identity is still pending lab analysis as of the time of this recording. About 100,000 pre-Columbian artifacts were lost, including funerary urns, Andean mummies, textiles, and ceramics, as well as the largest Egyptian collection in Latin America. That included a 3,000-year-old sarcophagus, a mummified cat, and many art objects that are likely gone forever. We hate to be a downer on this podcast, so don't worry, there is some good news. While millions of mounted arthropods and one of the world's largest lace bug collections were destroyed, the museum's fish and reptile collections were stored in a separate building and likely not affected. And some would argue that the crown jewel in the museum's collection is the Bendigo meteorite, That's the second largest meteorite ever discovered at more than 11,500 pounds. It's made of iron and nickel, and I mean, it survived entering Earth's atmosphere, so it was probably pretty safe. And of all the silver lining, the most important is that nobody was injured. One other positive note, students at the Federal University of Rio de Janeiro are collecting tourist photos to help preserve what was lost. If you've been to the museum and you took photos, then you can send your pictures to thg.museo at gmail.com. We'll also put that email address in today's show notes. Every photo can help. We got a question from a curious listener like you. Bresha in Mexico wrote, quote, I've been looking up the if you eat, wait some time before swimming advice. I have found some journals that give scientific evidence supporting this, but there's also a lot of sites claiming it's a myth. What's the science? Unquote. Great question. The short answer is that you don't have to wait before swimming. If you do swim right away, it's not dangerous, but it could give you an uncomfortable stomach cramp. This myth came from the idea that if you swim on a full stomach, you could get severe cramps and drown, but there's no evidence to support that. Another common belief is that the blood that goes to your digestive tract after eating steals the blood you need to keep your arms and legs pumping during swimming. According to the Duke University Health blog, the body does supply extra blood to aid in digestion, but not enough blood to keep your arm and leg muscles from properly functioning. Your biggest danger related to eating and swimming is probably a minor cramp, and even that's open for debate. But you might feel discomfort like heartburn or vomiting any time you participate in any vigorous exercise after you eat because of unexpected reflux or involuntary regurgitation. 
This might be more likely to occur when there's an increase in external pressure, like while diving. So you can definitely get in the pool after you eat. Maybe just don't try beating your 800 meter freestyle record 10 minutes after you've downed a half pound of grilled meat. And anyway, you should worry less about food and more about alcohol. In 1990, a study of hundreds of drowning deaths in California found that 41% were alcohol-related. Compare that to studies showing that less than 1% of drowning deaths in the U.S. happened after the victim ate a meal. I hope that answers your question, Bracia. Thanks for writing in. We're always checking our mailbox at podcastcuriosity.com, so drop us a question anytime, and we might answer it on a future episode. Today's episode is sponsored by PBS. Do you love a good book? Have a favorite novel? Catcher in the Rye, 1984, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, Gone with the Wind, The Color Purple? There are so many classic and beloved stories, it's hard to pick just one. But PBS needs your help doing just that. PBS has a list of America's 100 best-loved novels, and they need you to help pick number one. The Great American Read returns Tuesdays this fall at 8, 7 central, starting September 11th on your PBS station. Host Meredith Vieira talks to some of your favorite authors, celebrities, and athletes about the subjects and stories found in our favorite books. They'll explore the many ways these novels affect, reflect, and connect us all. Go to pbs.org to see the entire list. Vote for your favorites and share with your friends. It all leads up to the grand finale on Tuesday, October 23rd, when all the votes are counted and America's favorite novel is announced. Celebrate reading, books, and imagination. Join the conversation at hashtag GreatReadPBS. The Great American Read returns Tuesdays this fall at 8, 7 central, starting September 11th on your local PBS station. We don't have a ton of time left, but we wanted to wrap up by at least mentioning a fun write-up we featured today. We've compiled a list of what we consider to be some of the most unusual laws in all 50 U.S. states. For example, in Illinois, no one may legally own more than $600 worth of aquatic creatures. What? If you're in California and your frog dies during a frog jumping competition, then we've got some good news. It's illegal in California for any of your rivals to eat your dead frog. And in Skamania County, Washington, you could get a thousand dollar fine if you shoot a Sasquatch. No shooting Bigfoot. You can get to know the U.S. a bit better, including how you need a license to kill a fly within 160 feet of a church in Ohio in our full write-up today on Curiosity.com and on the Curiosity app for Android and iOS. Before we wrap up, we want to give a quick shout-out to our listeners on Apple Podcasts and say thank you if you've left us a five-star review. We got a review from listener Stony Steph over the weekend who wrote, BEST DAILY PODCAST in all caps. She also wrote, I love y'all and always listen every day. It's one of the things I look forward to because I love learning new things to share with my colleagues. Thank you for making an awesome podcast. Thank you, Stony Steph. We've gotten more than 200 reviews on Apple Podcasts, which we really appreciate. But we think we can kick things up a notch. So here's our new campaign. If we hit 300 reviews on Apple Podcasts, then we will do something really special on our show. You'll get some bonus podcast action that we're pretty sure you'll really like. Join us again tomorrow for the Curiosity Daily and learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Ashley Hamer. And I'm Cody Goff. Stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network. 